0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton. No, my God, we're not in Carrollton anymore. Where are we? Louisville? Beautiful Louisville, <laughs> Texas. I'm just very excited, guys. I'm sorry. Beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that's so excited doesn't even know where it is right now. <laughs> my name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com. A corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local Mediocre Internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, making a sound good on what would have been his 100th birthday. Ladies and gentlemen... It's Ted Williams.
1: Oh, Teddy Boggs. See, game. you can't be mad yeah, at that one. There's
0: mad. ones you get mad at me about. Eh. That's not that's a force field.
1: Mad mad would be the wrong word to use. But yeah. Teddy ball game. Let's Teddy go. Teddy ball game. What right. about his one
0: hundredth birthday? Right. And sitting to my right, the pebbles to my bam bam are West African Prince Ishmael Johnson. Hello, hello, Ish. Welcome back. Thank we you. missed you yesterday. Yeah, the, the the always. masses missed you yesterday. Oh, I like, got it. yeah yeah. They're like uh, they were like, "Where's Ishmael?
2: Where's the smart guy?" They were like, "Oh, the show's back to the way we like it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think that's the case, <laughs> guys. Today is Thursday, August thirtieth, two thousand eighteen. So what? It's football. Oh. 84 days until Thanksgiving, episode 612, 612, or no, 612 is, I didn't pull one up. Uh-oh. uh Whatever the, um, uh, as soon as something loads, I'll tell you what 612 is in Rangers history. Um... I'm I'm woefully underprepared for this show. I've just been so excited doing other things uh, that <laughs> I haven't done new. Any- uh, Chuck Cotier's OPS and his lesser Texas sure, for actually Washington Sanders. On today's show guys, we got our 1-hour show. We're doing it live F it, We're doing it live. It's our super show. Uh, a huge huge show today. We're going to talk about classification drops and do they actually matter? Uh, we're going to talk with Patrick McGinnis, the head coach of Fort Bend Hightower, who will play in one of the first 11-man games of the season when they kick off today, uh, this, uh, this evening at 6.30 uh, tonight. Very excited to talk to Coach Patrick McGinnis of the Fort Bend Hightower Hurricanes. Then we'll have the picks, my high school football picks, and then America's favorite segment, free money. Our college football picks against the spread. Do you have our special guest picker with you? Oh man, that's fine. Whenever you, whenever we get the uh, go through the picks and we're off the air for a minute, you can go and grab. I will a will special do that. guest pick. Oh no, it's a new bit this, this year. Next. We, we really need more excited. bits. We got more bits. It's we crazy. don't need more
2: bits. Stay out of this. So,
0: <sighs> so let's talk about let's talk about. Um, there's there's a football game tonight. Um, it pits um, it pits the Northwestern State Demons against the Texas A&M Fighting Aggies. And there's... Look, okay. I don't want to ruin free money, but Texas A&M is probably going to win this game. All right? They are uh, they're probably going to win this game. I don't think there's anything wrong with going out there on that limb. Right? Sure. But Sam Kahn, our friend Sam Kahn, friend of the show, of ESPN, was doing some research on Texas A&M and Northwestern State. And he was diving through their media guide. Northwestern State, of course, is in Louisiana. Diving through their media guide, and he found... A uh, a page in their media guide entirely devoted to player nicknames. They all have a nickname. Charles Vaughn III is known as Chuck. Jamard Valson Jr. is known as Smooth. Um, Quindarius Whitley is just known as Q. It's great. Yeah, he got a little nickname. Some of them are boring. Some of them are great. And some of them are number seventy-eight, the official player of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, defensive tackle for Northwestern State. Joey McNeely, a.k.a. Big Hummus. <laughs> Big Hummus. Are you kidding me? How incredible is that? But here's the thing. It gets even better. And you're thinking, how could something that great get even better? And the answer is because his mom tweeted me. So I tweet about it. And Veronica Carum tweets me and says, Big Hummus is my son. Sam Kahn replies, your son has an awesome nickname. All facts here. Right. We're dealing in facts here. Yeah. <laughs> Response. Because we finally got an explanation of how you get to be known as Big Hummus. Everyone loves his nickname here in southwest Louisiana. We're Lebanese, so he grew up eating hummus, and his coach started calling him Big Hummus <laughs> his <laughs> sophomore year in high school, and it's stuck. We have t-shirts ready to wear.
2: Miss Karen. Oh, here we go. Do you see the swag trying? <laughs>
0: Do you see the swag <laughs> You have no idea how often I would wear a Big Hummus shirt. <laughs> how great is that? Big Hummus is an elite nickname. That's pretty impressive. And especially because it has like a great like story behind it. Right. It's not just... Uh, it's just like, Calls I, like some... I like hummus, and right. so they call me Big Hummus. No, he's Lebanese. It's perfect. Yep. So look, again, all signs point to a Texas A&M win tonight. Right.
2: I will say, though... Northwestern State won our hearts. They don't have big hummus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so maybe keep an eye out if you're an Aggie fan tonight.
2: Also, how do we feel about multiple nicknames? Because I'm seeing that. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at you, Tyree Cormier. Ty, T-Supreme, and Flea
0: are all listed. See, here's the thing. Titan Kalen Meggs goes by Megsy. Okay, fine. But he also goes by Meggs. Tepper is not a nickname. Right. That's not a Tep would be a nickname, right, right? People
1: just call you by your last name. It's just your last That's name. That's just your last. Li- like, if I
0: call you Thompson, yeah.
1: Then you're that's, just, just, that's not a nickname. No. It's no. just a way to. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that is that is your mo- literal moniker. Anyway,
0: right? while you're watching Northwestern State probably lose by 40 tonight, look for number 78, defensive tackle Joey McNeely. He is the official
2: player of Dave Campbell's Texas. Hope football. he gets a sack. I, I ho- hope, hope, he gets a, hope he gets a good, good play. I hope there. he has a great play out there. I hope yeah. he gets a highlight.
0: We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com. Dave Campbell's and of course see us at TexasFootball dot com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Still on that big hummus high. All right, let's talk about high school football because today it's the first day of Texas High School Football, and we are very excited around here. Very, we're an excitable bunch usually. There's an extra little pep in our step. Uh, Max, did you decide you're going to a game tonight?
1: no uh this is i don't know if you've been in the slack did i even bring it up in the slack i don't even remember yeah i did standing room only basically in every press box
0: well everyone's got fever man
1: and it's it's fine there's not enough great I've, games out i've here. got a i've got a scoreboard project to work on so, so it's fine
0: are you gonna go to a game ish
2: Probably so. Yeah. yeah.
0: I will be at Jefferson in Pittsburgh tonight, so if you're in Pittsburgh, come and say hi. I will be at Pittsburgh Hotlinks beforehand. That's mm. free advertising for Pittsburgh Hotlinks. That's, that's the new strategy of the show is we're going to start shouting out, like, businesses we like and hope that they just send us money after right. the fact. Um, anyway, I will be um, out there, and, and one thing – that I'm, I'm very interested in is, and I think one thing we've, we've had our eye on since UIL realignment came out in February, are teams that are dropping down in classifications. And there's a, there's a reason why we get so excited about those teams. I think that it's pretty easy to explain. You're going from being the big fish in, or the small fish in the, in the big pond to being the big fish in the small pond, just by losing a few kids. Right? Or, or the numbers moving in such a way that suddenly instead of being one of the thinner teams and having one of the lowest enrollments in a classification you now have a higher enrollment and you have uh, you know, depth that, that makes, it, you know, makes it more of an advantage than a disadvantage now enrollment is not everything but it is certainly important in Texas high school football now I got a text from a Fox producer today and he asked me hey, when's the, has a team ever dropped down a classification and won a state championship the next year? And in my mind, I go, well, yeah, it happens all the time. But then I have to, that's, that's not what I can text him because right. he needs this for a graphic, right. right? This has to be accurate. So I dove into the numbers. The last three realignments, there have been four state champions who had dropped down a classification in the last realignment. In 2016, it was Highland Park. If you remember, Highland Park had a two-year stint in 6A. Mm -hmm. They dropped back down to 5A, and in 2016, they won the state championship with that great win over Temple. There was that. 2014, it happened when Canadian dropped down to 2A. If you remember, Canadian goes from uh, 2000 and uh, they go from 2000. uh, Is that correct? I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, They dropped down from 3A down to 2A, and then they uh, they won a state championship in 2A in 2014. And then it happened twice in 2012. In 2012, Denton Geyer dropped from 5A to 4A, and they won the 4A Division One title in 20, 2012. Their first of two titles, by the way, back-to-back. And Stephenville did it in 2012. Stephenville dropped from 4A to 3A. They won the 3A D1 title in 2012. So it does happen. But my question for you guys is... That's four champions mm-hmm. in uh, you know in in the span you have an opportunity of theoretically we won't count the six man because if you're six man you're kind of you can't really drop down classifications you can but that's a different ball game so that's 30 state champions right you can't drop down from six a so you remove six of them that's 24 state champions that could theoretically be won by drop downs mm-hmm. four did win those state championships are we overstating what a classification drop means. I don't think so.
2: Yeah, because I don't... I mean, l- just looking at our own rankings, I think we're pretty weighted in our expectations of... Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have Lufkin, mm-hmm. number one in 5A, uh, Division one. Division one, yeah. Um, but when you look at Hearn, somebody dropping down from mm-hmm. 3A to 2A, they're eighth, right? We expect them to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're overrating by... I don't think we're making necessarily any claims that they're a favorite or that... They're going to make a state run. It's possible. We have them in the mm-hmm. top 10. But they should theoretically be able to compete at a high level in that classification. I think that's all we're saying, honestly, is that they have the resources mm-hmm. to be able to instantly put their names out there.
0: Uh, another example would be Atlanta, right? Sure. Speaking right. of East Texas, Atlanta dropped from 4A down to 3A. We have them, despite the fact that they were 5-6 and six last year. Now they do bring back some players, that's certainly part of it, but right. we have them fourth in the state.
1: Right. But is but is the overall premise of the question weighted unfairly? Like a state championship is an insanely right. high bar and that's right. sort of like where your mind jumps immediately. Because, yeah. But like to be to like to go back to Hearn, you jump down, you're immediately eighth in the next classification. I mean that's a huge deal. Right. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? That's true. Like that's, true. that's a big deal for programs. I think sometimes when we have these conversations we can get too wrapped up in mm-hmm. can you win a title or not? And if if if, if you can't, are we getting blowing everything out of proportion. I think right. it's the, I think you have to flip it around. I agree with that. If you immediately jump into the top 10 by dropping down a classification, I don't think I, I don't think you can overrate Because here's
0: cuz here's another example of a team that I think had a great year after dropping down is Yokum. Yeah. Yoakum mm-hmm. in 2016, when they dropped from 4A to 3A, what happened in, 23rd, in 20, 2016? Yeah. They played for a title. Yeah. Did they win the title? No. But at the same time, to get to a state championship game, uh, that alone is, is an impressive feat. Um, you know, Manville was another, th- another team in, in 2016 that had a fantastic year after dropping down. Um, so, but it's, it's, it's interesting because I think that, I think that there's this, this idea, and I think it's a correct idea, it's based on, on history, that if you drop down a classification... You're going to be an instant contender. The reason this comes up, the reason the Fox, I got the text from the Fox producer, mm-hmm. is because of the of Lufkin, right? Because right. they start the year number one uh, in in five A Division one uh, ahead of the both state champions, right? They're ahead of College Station. They're ahead of Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Um, that is high expectations, but at the same time, I think that when you go from I really think that being being on that other side of that enrollment split can really play a big factor. Sure. Not necessarily in your top end talent. You obviously have to have the top end talent, but in the depth. Mm-hmm. Because the depth is ultimately, especially at the higher levels, the six A or the five A level, you've got to have depth and you've got to be able to rotate bodies through and, and sustain injuries and keep on plugging in order to get to what what it's going to be a great year. I think that you know, we say it all the time that I think people don't necessarily recognize um, how long a high school football season is. Right, like if you win a state championship, you played an NFL season. Mm-hmm. You played sixteen games. Yeah. So you've got to have that depth, and I think that having the depth. Of dropping down a classification is something that you can. It's something that I think is 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 I think properly weighted in our rankings and something that we reflect. Then Ryan was another example of exactly. a team that dropped yeah. down a couple of years ago. And uh, I think I
2: mean it's not like we're plucking. You know, just because Lufkin is a drop down, they had yes. a great run last year. Right, they were one. Well, it was a one point away from yeah. beating Longview, and Longview mm-hmm. was three points away from going to the state title game. But like it was very close. They were in fantastic six a team. They were going to be highly ranked in six a, and so it wasn't just. This is a random six a team that Matt have made the playoffs. It was a six a team that was already probably going to be highly ranked in six a yeah. dropping down to five a and
0: that's that's another i'm glad you brought that point It's like for example um there's another four a drop down dieball is dropping mm-hmm. down to three a but we don't have ball in the top twenty because mm-hmm. you know we think they could be okay, but like they've only got five starters back on both sides of the ball. Right. They're six and four year go. It yeah. matters what you have as well.
1: Sure. Yeah, and uh, Lehman Saunders, our six man expert, uh, brings up a great point, and it's case by case, but it really does make a big difference. He says it is very easy for expectations to instantly be higher if you drop down, but the reality is your new district or region might actually be harder. Oh yeah. Depending on the area of the state you're in, and this is relevant to, to every classification. I think he's absolutely right. One hundred percent. That that.
0: With realignment, it doesn't, you know, there's, there's not a, a straight shoot that you go down that you go, okay, you're going to drop down from here, that means you go into here. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, when you drop down, things get shuffled all over the place, yeah. including your district alignment, including your regional alignment. Yep. And once you do that, things could get theoretically tougher, even though you're playing smaller teams.
1: Yeah, and Tony Blaylock made the point, too. He goes, you know, ask Friendswood and Hightower if yeah. moving down <laughs> made their lives any easier. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a great point.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... We are, um, Texas high school football is, is on the horizon. It starts tonight, and we're very excited. But there's just one more thing that I've got my, on my mind. As I'm going to be watching Lufkin tomorrow night um, on Fox Sports Southwest with, uh, you know, as they play Longview, I'm just interested to see what they look like and if they look the part of a state champion, a uh, state title contender, so. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, Talking Football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. There has never been a better time to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer projection. Of every Texas high school football game. That's up right now on TexasFootball.com. You can see what the computer projects for every single game, all 730 of them this week. We've got them up right now. We also have uh, computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. Those are going to start in week two. They're going to start uh, start on Monday. I'm going to get those up. You'll have that. You get a season's worth of Teppin' Step, the insider podcast from Matt Stepp and I, where we nerd out about high school football. If you want an in depth week one preview, you want Teppin' Step, which is the insider uh, podcast. All sorts of other good stuff. We're going to have a a bunch of new recruiting content coming on TexasFootball.com we're really excited about. So check that out. It's TexasFootball.com. You also, by the way, uh, we are a magazine. We are a print publication. We have two magazines you get. You get uh, the 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, That comes out right after Thanksgiving, right before the early signing period. Uh, You also get a year's worth, or rather, you also get pre-order for the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. If you're already looking forward to the 2019 season for some unknown reason, if you're already looking forward to the 2019 season, uh, please uh, you uh, you can get Pre-order for your magazine. We'll mail it directly to you. Uh, subscribers last this year got it a week early? Yeah, about. It was great. So, TexasFootball.com. By the way, the price point: nineteen ninety-five 95 for an entire year. Nineteen ninety-five for an entire year makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Tons of great stuff up on the site right now. Uh, we've got uh, Matt Sepp and Lehman Saunders' mega preview of all... Uh, of, of the biggest Texas high school football games uh, across the state, you don't want to miss that. Nobody covers Texas high school football quite like Matt Stepp, and he really nerded out. Ishmael Johnson was the one who had to edit it.
2: Yeah, I uh, I started Monday, yeah, and I got done yesterday.
0: It was a climb. <laughs> so uh, we uh, want you to invite you to check that out. All sorts of good stuff on TexasFootball.com. Make sure you browse uh, your web provider over to there. Use some of your AOL hours on uh, on going to TexasFootball.com. Max, let's go to the Built by Nature hotline to talk with the head coach of one of the teams that will get this party started tonight, 6.30 p.m. The head coach of the Fort Bend Hightower Hurricanes is Coach Patrick McGinnis. Coach, how are you? Doing fine.
3: How are you doing
0: today? Excellent. How are things in beautiful Fort Bend, Texas?
3: Uh, it's going Good. If the rain holds
0: up. <laughs> uh, I, I want to ask you a little bit about what you're feeling right now, you know, you're a guy who's 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 now entering his you know his seventh season there with uh, with the uh, the Hurricanes. Uh, you're a guy who who under you know you've been with the a high school coach uh, for for a long long time. It's opening night. What are your feelings right now?
3: It's just the uncertainty. It's yeah. just you know trying to see what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we made the move down to five eight this year. I didn't want to make it. But then when they make the split with the big schools, small schools, you look at the numbers. And if you're a gambling person, the opportunity is there. There's only thirty two teams in our region. Uh Manville, Marshall and Region Two, so we wouldn't have to place face them in the playoff. uh like you say uh, uh, you got College Station and Leftkin is in region two and so it's like that Dallas, that finally big Dallas it is Wow, there's so many great teams. And we also got a lot of great teams in Region 3 in the 5A big. But our opportunity, you look at the opportunity, we got a chance this year with only 32 teams in the region. And like I say, Luskin and College Station being in Region 2, we got a great chance to make it all the way to State. So, uh, like I say...
0: Yeah, you know, yes, I, I was going to say, you know, you kind of answered my second question, which was, you know, realignment is it comes and goes. But but overall, you look at your realignment and you view it as, as a positive?
3: I think it's a positive because, like I say, there's only 32 teams to get to state. And some of the, some of the tougher now we got some tough teams, especially in our district. Our district is almost like a little SEC, some of them call it. But, like I say, the opportunity with those teams being in Region 2, Marsha and Manville being in Division 2, the opportunity as a gambling person, you got 32 teams to get to state. Now, the only thing unfortunately, we got to travel in this district. We got to go to Galveston Ball. We got to go to Richmond. We got to go to Friendswood. And that's something different from us, where we usually going from Hall Stadium to Mercer Stadium. Now we got to get on the road. And in the playoffs, we got to play the Cedar Parks, the Huddle, the Georgetown, Port Arthur Memorial. So we're about to travel a lot. And that's going to be a little different.
0: It will be a little bit different for your for your squad, but this is a uh, this is a team that does look ready for prime time. Um, you know the, the, you, I, I'm really interested. You know you've been at this uh, you've been at this um, at Hightower for for a long time now. Uh, both as a head coach and an assistant, how have you seen this program change in the time that you've been uh, with the with the Hurricanes?
3: It's still the same. Like I said, I've been here. I was part of the two state championships. I was the uh, offensive line coach, line game coordinator at that time. I started as B line coach here in 06, So I think this is my 13, 14 to 14 year at school. It's about the same. We got the number of kids, and the, the crazy thing is, we're the um, you know the, the ninth in size in the fourth Bend schools, and the three you know three five eight schools in the fourth Bend out of the 11. But we almost got the most most football players in, in, in all of Fort Bend. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the crazy thing. We have numbers. We have depth. The only thing, you know, I'm going to be honest, I just haven't won playoff games since I became the head coach. Mm-hmm. We usually go four, five rounds deep, like I said, the two-state championship appearance. And the last six years as the head coach, you know, we, we usually fizzle out in the first round. And that's the difference. And that's, that's the thing I'm trying to get my staff to recognize. How can we go deep? Like when I was the offensive line coach or the defensive line coach, how can we get a high tower to go deep? Like we
0: did back then. We're talking with Patrick McGinnis, the head coach uh, of the Fort Bend Hightower Hurricanes here on Texas football. Today get involved in the conversation hashtag TF today you can see his Hurricanes take on Fort Bend Travis tonight at Mercer Stadium at six thirty p.m. Uh, uh, coach how do you how do you balance the, the you know this this game with obviously you these kids are excited they're get excited to go out there and they're excited to hit somebody you know in some cases they're excited to hit some of their neighbors here in Fort you know with the in Fort Bend mm-hmm. ISD how do you balance sure, that sir. with the idea of you know making sure that they they stick to their uh, stick to the game plan uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it's it's a bit of a challenge from a coaching perspective to say play with your hair on fire but also uh go out there and and play stay within the game plan.
3: Well you know being with this you know the four big league for so long it's kinda of a natural rivalry. Mm-hmm. And the thing I got this year and it kinda of reminded me of the fifteen team we had mm-hmm. with Nico Hollis, Michael Johnson, Darius Anderson, those guys. We went ten and oh and lost in the first round of uh, the playoffs to Frenchwood. Well I will be honest with you, I kinda of got that same feeling to go back to your first question. Mm-hmm. I know I got a special team. I know I got something special growing here I got, you know, uh, 14 starters that came back. Uh, most of those guys who started This will be their third-year starters. So they got experience. And we're saying that they know Travis. And they know what Travis, that offense is really explosive. They have played against them. Fortunately, we beat them the last two years. But I got guys who are coming back with experience. So it's kind of like, hey, you know what to do. You got the tools. Go out there and handle it. And that's a good feeling to have, just like we had in 2015. Instead of you know having newcomers, new faces, we know what the kids can do. We just got to get them in the right places. But our kids are very experienced, and they, they know, and they've played against Travis the last two years.
0: What do you What do you think your team is going to hang their hat on this year? What is going to be the identity of this 2018 Hightower Hurricanes team?
3: <laughs> and I hate to go here, but it's always the same here. It's our defense. <laughs> yeah, our defense is is. Every year, we got so many guys in the, you know, a couple of guys in themselves. We got so many guys who put in college. Our defense are always good. We got speed. And we got 54 seniors on the roster. And I know we played Houston Lamar in the Port Bend last uh, Thursday in the Strimmage. And we were rotating so many kids in on defense. And it, they all were super fast. And I was like, wow, you know. And I said, okay, we got a backup company. He's going to be a little slow. Nope. <laughs> he was extremely fast, just like the starter. Then we put a third swing in. You going be a off, ball. Bam. We need to leave. We're so fast on defense. And we <laughs> always lived off for the old and high tower on our defense. And I like to change it. I like to change that persona. But, hey, we it's the defense. As thirteen years I've been here, it's the defense.
0: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest, Coach, if you had come to me and be like, oh, I think that our passing game is going to be really great this year and, that, and that's the thing that's going to set us apart, uh, I think that would have surprised me because you know, it's, <laughs> it's always been about defense there. And, and you guys have a number of outstanding playmakers this year per usual. Uh, you know, I, uh, one guy who really sp- uh, springs to mind is Isaiah Esasima, uh, you know, your quarterback. Yep, yep. This guy is a, is a, a superstar blue-chip prospect. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with, with this kid, what can you tell folks about, about what kind of player and, and what kind of kid uh, Isaiah is?
3: He is the hardest working kid ever. Every day we had seven seven. Every day we had summer workouts. He was here ready to go. He just a kid who wants it. He he just he lives football. He breathes football. He has nineteen offers. You know what I'm saying? And he they came late. He was upset because we ain't getting offers. why you getting offers. And then he got that first one, and then nineteen just pops up for six two weeks. But uh, he he's he's just a great kid. He's a hard worker, and he may be out. He's out best cornerback. But he may be our best receiver on the team also. And we got some good receivers now. And that, that kid is special. Like I said, whatever college get him, he go get got a 3.0 GPA. He runs track. He's here every day and ready to work. He works out. He, he's calm every day. He Coach, can you come up to wait for him? I'm like, man, I'm at home relaxing. You know, he, he always want to work. He's that type of kid.
0: Uh, Coach, we mentioned it, that you guys take on Open Your Season tonight. Just, uh, boy, six hours from right now, uh, you're taking on uh, Fort Bend Travis there at Mercer Stadium, 6.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan here, but uh, but when you take a look at Travis, uh, what do you think you're up against tonight?
3: They are very explosive. <laughs> and it's kind of funny, one time I interviewed the OC about four or five years ago, and I didn't hire him, and I guess he said, Hey, that's a kid since you didn't hire me. They are so explosive. They got a new quarterback. Uh, they still got you know the the, the, court, the wide receivers mm-hmm. coming back, but man, that, that team is they could score. They could put thirty points on you in, in three minutes, and you will never know it. You be playing behind. They are very explosive. I love what they do on offense. Like I said, I, I kind of talk to myself sometimes, Why did I hire that offensive coordinator <laughs> uh, five years ago? Because every time I face them, they go put points up. Man, like I said, we beat them the last two years. But we really didn't stop them. We just a <laughs> they because they are so explosive. And that's what I'm worried about. Can we slow them down?
0: We're talking with Patrick McGinnis, the head coach of the Fort pin High Tower Hurricanes here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. Coach, one last question for you because I know you're, you're game planning, you're, you're, rip, you're ready to go. But tonight, uh, there's another game going on at 7 o'clock um, featuring your alma mater. Louisiana Monroe Warhawks You guys, you of course were, were a star there for, for the Warhawks, for Monroe They're taking on southeastern Louisiana uh, I got two questions First of all, what do we think about your Warhawks this year And secondly, could you still get out there And, uh, and, 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 and play, with it, play with these boys Show these, uh, show these boys in practice What's, what's going on
3: I love I love my automotive. Like I say, they're doing a great job up there. I love the uniform. one thing is the throwback uniforms. I'm too big to wear one of the jerseys, but I love what they got. <laughs> if somebody can send me one, but I just I know they don't have my size. But uh, like I say, they're doing a great job. Uh, the actually the defensive coordinator when I was there is back. The line coach, uh, the running back coach played with me there. So it's like six or seven guys that are, came back from other schools are back there getting it going and they're doing a great job and I look forward to actually play uh, Texas and them in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. and I wanna look forward to see what they go do there but they still have a great year this year and I like I said I I keep in touch with some of those guys. They actually offered Isaiah Sesima. Mm-hmm. They about to offer our wide receiver chance Caesar. Uh they offer one of our office, our junior office alignment, Smart Chibozo. So, you know, there's a connection there and then they offer some of our guys here. Yes, sir. So that's, and, uh, that's I awesome. think I can still play. I think I still can play. I, I'm, I'm about to turn 40, and uh, I, I guess I'm pushing. If I'm lying to you, I'm pushing about 420. <laughs> but uh, I think I still can get out there and somebody give me about four or five plays. <laughs> Just have an AED on the side.
0: <laughs> Co- Coach, whenever we get the Dave Campbell's team together, you're, you're, I'm, I'm giving you a call, all right?
3: Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> <laughs> he is yes, sir. Patrick McGinnis. He's the head coach of the Fort Bend Hightower Hurricanes. See them tonight. Open their season with Fort Bend Travis. Six thirty p.m. tonight at Mercer Stadium. Coach, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck tonight and down the road. Thank you guys so much. There he goes, Patrick McGinnis, head coach, Fort Bend Hightower Hurricanes. It's an excitable, excitable man, and for good reason. For good reason, they're they uh, they a squad that I, I you know last year a six and five record or five and five record, uh, you know not really up to their standard. But he's he's a guy who's who's got them going in the right direction, and, and you can tell how passionate he is uh, about oh, that yeah. program and, and, oh, and about yeah. getting there. And and yeah, I know he's a warhawk, so I want to give him a, a chance to shout out shout out Louisiana. Those uniforms
2: Monroe. are really nice.
0: And too. by the way, yes, he's exactly right. Go Google the the Louisiana Monroe throwbacks. They are <sighs> clean. <laughs> Very clean. But we appreciate Coach Patrick McGinnis hopping on with us to talk a little Hightower football. They open the season tonight, 6.30 p.m. at Mercer Stadium. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook Facebook.com, slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram Instagram.com, slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. TexasFootball.com is your source. Go ahead. And just By the way, we're gonna, well, one thing we're going to start rolling out tomorrow for Friday night. Are we going to do it tonight? Are there any Thursday night games on the schedule? Uh, well, we can say we launch tomorrow night.
1: It'll be you, – you might see it tonight.
0: Okay, tonight. Yeah, check might. out TexasFootball.com. We're going to try a live – I'll be coy. We're going to try a live <laughs> scoring thing. Uh, we're going to try live scores. One of the things that, that people are always asking is how can you get live Texas high school football scores? We think we found out a way. We're going to try tonight. No promises, but we do need your feedback. Take a look at TexasFootball.com tonight. Let us know what you think of our tomorrow live scoring it. app. And yeah, most definitely tomorrow night. Yeah. But it will it should be up. Let us know what you think about it at TexasFootball.com. If things go wrong, blame Greg. If things go wrong, blame me. That's the, the overall the overwhelming. Thing that
2: yeah. That's the thing that yeah. If it goes well, Max did a great job. We, we should
0: it. we should really put that in the magazine. Yeah. Like, send complaints to me and send praise <laughs> to Max. Sure. <laughs> Guys, high school football is officially upon us The games kick off in a mere four and a half hours with a trio of six-man football games. We're very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. So excited, in fact, that we decided, contrary to popular demand, to bring back the picks. (laughs) My high school football predictions. Here are the picks for week one of 2018 Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. It's been 250 days since the last Texas high school football game. That ends today. Welcome to Week 1 of the 2018 Texas High School Football Season. These are The Picks. Welcome into The Picks, your guide to Texas High School Football Weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Here we are, Week 1 of the 2018 Texas High School Football Season. 1,227 UIL Texas High School Football teams will suit up. For 24 places at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington and just 12 state championship trophies. Who will they be? Well, it all starts this week. Big games all across the state. We start in East Texas. 8.30 p.m. Friday night at Lobo Stadium in Longview. It's an East Texas slugfest between the Lufkin Panthers and the Longview Lobos. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Longview's offensive line against Lufkin's defensive line. I think Longview's offensive line has a chance to be pretty good. Marcus Williams is back from injury and should be very good for this Lobos front. But Lufkin's defensive front is really special, arguably one of the best in all of 5A, a big reason why they start the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football's 5A Division I rankings. Carl Williams, their nose guard, is a freak show. This is going to be a fantastic matchup to watch. All throughout the night, Longview's offensive line has got to keep their quarterback, Haynes King, clean. If that happens, then Longview's got a great shot, but Lufkin's defensive line is coming to play. Who wins in this matchup up front? Key number two, Lufkin's home run threats. And they've got a lot of them. They can hit you over the top at any time. Their quarterback, Kawan Thomas, is really special. And this receiver, Jalen Polk, is a name to know. They want to hit big play after big play like they did last year. Now, look, I think Longview's defense has a chance to be really special, especially in the secondary with this safety, Jafania Lister. Can they keep a cap on this Lufkin offense, or will the Panthers hit a couple of big plays? And key number three, jitters. There's a lot of things going into this game besides the actual X's and O's. For one thing, this game is going to be televised on Fox Sports Southwest as part of the Texas Football Days promotion. It's going to be live statewide and in some cases nationwide. That's going to weigh on these kids a little bit. Not to mention it's already week one. There's already going to be those week one jitters. And you're starting right out of the gate with a big rivalry game. Put in factor in an eight thirty PM odd start and, and suddenly there's a lot of things off the field that play into this game. Who handles those off the field issues better? I think that's a big key in this one. Who am I picking? I'm going with Longview. I think being at home is a big part of this. Beyond that, I was really impressed with what their quarterback, Haynes King, did last year. And from what we've heard, he has only matured over the offseason. Factor in a guy like Keelan Williams at the running back spot as well. And I think this offense is ready to roll. I think Longview's a legitimate 6A state title contender. Uh, Lufkin can absolutely win this game. Their defensive front is going to be a problem for everyone that they face. There's a big reason why they're a 5A title contender. But in this early season rivalry matchup, I'm going with the home team. Give me Longview. 5.30 p.m. Friday evening at Brownwood's Gordon Woods Stadium. It's a small school classic between the Brock Eagles and the Brownwood Lions. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, the new look Lions. Uh, Don't look now, but Brownwood, one of the most traditionally strong programs in state history, has an entirely new look thanks to their new coach, Sammy Burnett, in from Farmersville after a terrific stint at the helm of the Farmers. And Burnett inherits a squad that could be ready for prime time right away. Quarterback Tommy Bowden was really impressive last year. He's got a receiver in A.J. McCarty you want to keep an eye on. But there's a lot of change there in Brownwood. How good do they look right out of the chute? Key number two, the same old Eagles. Now, that's going to sound like an insult, but if it ain't broke, Don't fix it, and there ain't nothing broke in Brock. Coach Chad Worrell has already put together a very fine resume that includes a state championship, and this might be his best team yet. Quarterback Tripp Jones is in complete command of this offense. He's got one of the best tight ends in the state in Baylor Cup on the outside, not to mention one of the best linebackers in Texas in Zach Young. Big offensive line led by John Brunner. There's a ton to like about this Eagles team. Now, this is a team that may need a little bit of seasoning along the way. What does this Eagles team look like in week one? And key number three... Hyper aggressive. Uh, that's how the Brock defense plays. Remember, they play this 10-1 defense that gets in your face and wants to punch you in the mouth. They come after you and come after you and come after you. Now, sometimes that can come back to bite them, uh, especially in big plays over the top. And when you got a pass-catch combo uh, led by this quarterback, Tommy Bowden, I think that they've got a shot to make some noise early with some big plays. Brock is going to come after Brownwood. Can Brownwood land a counterpunch? Who am I picking? I'm going with Brock. They're one of our picks to win a state championship this year. And right now, I just think they're probably more of a finished product than Brownwood. A ton of change there at Brownwood. And I do think that they have a chance to make some noise this year. But right now, in the early season, you kind of judge based on the talent that they have coming back off of last year. And right now, that talent favors Brock. I like the Eagles to move to 1-0. 6.30 6.30 p.m. Friday night at Katie's Legacy Stadium. It's the Katy Tigers taking on the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs in a game that feels like it should be a state semifinal in week one. Two fantastic running backs in this one, DeAndre Glass for Katie and Zach Evans, the junior for North Shore. They are going to put on a show, but I'm really interested to see what these defenses look like. There's a lot of replacement that has to go on for both these sides. Can Katie find a front seven? Uh, can Galena Park North Shore find a secondary? Big questions defensively for now. I think Katie holds serve at home. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Munson Stadium in Denison. It's the 120th Battle of the Axe between the Sherman Bearcats and the Denison Yellow Jackets. Simply put, this is what Texas high school football is all about. One of the very best rivalries in all of Texas. Believe it or not, Denison's won five straight in this series. I know that sticks in Sherman's Crawl. They're going to come out ready to play. But I do think DeCurious Smith is the difference here. I think Denison wins a sixth straight axe. p.m. Friday night at Lenoff Stadium in Cibolo. It's a San Antonio slugfest between the Steel Knights and the San Antonio O'Connor Panthers. Remember, O'Connor got the better of Steel last year. Kind of a slow start there for the Knights. And this team's got a fantastic defense, but I have some questions about the Steel playmakers. The thing that I love about O'Connor is the fact that they've got big size up front. So I'm really interested to see how this shakes out in this early season matchup. For now, I think I lean a little bit towards Steel. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Atlanta at Rabbit Stadium. It's the Atlanta Rabbits welcoming in the Gilmer Buckeyes in a game that might be the fastest in the state. I don't mean duration of game. I mean that this is going to be an absolute track meet. Gilmer's got Trey Fluellen and Bran Webb. They're going to light it up. And if you have not seen Juwan King, the running back for Atlanta, you are in for a treat. This kid is very, very special. For now, I lean a little bit towards Gilmer in the early season. But keep an eye on Atlanta. I think they're a deep sleeper. I think Gilmer takes home the victory. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Eagle Stadium in Lexington. It's a 3A versus 2A clash as Lexington takes on Burton. And for a 3A versus 2A game, this has insane star power. For Lexington, it's running back Jacoby Cooper, a 3,000-yard rusher from a year ago, and their outstanding linebacker, Allen Allard. And on the other side for Burton, Demondrick Winters is one of the very best, most versatile players in the state, and Caleb Harmel is an outstanding quarterback. There is playmakers all over the field. Don't miss this one. I lean towards Lexington right now. But those are far from the only big games in week one of the 2018 Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Euless Trinity to beat Hewitt Midway. Give me Cy Fair to start their title defense with a win over the Woodlands. And give me Lubbock Coronado to beat Lubbock Estacado. Rashawn Johnson leads Port Natchez Groves to a win over Silsby. Deion Hankins leads El Paso Parkland to a win over El Paso Burgess. And in a battle of two new coaches, I think Mike Robinson's DeSoto team beats Jeff Ellison's Odessa Permian team. Argyle gets some revenge for last year's playoff loss. They beat Stephenville Lake Travis, takes down Arlington Martin, and give me Edinburgh Vela to beat Lareda United. This one could get dicey, but I think Corpus Christi Cal Allen edges San Benito, give me Mason to take down Wall, and Mark begins their title defense with a win over Bosqueville. Dripping Springs takes down Kerrville Tyvee, College Station's first-ever game as defending champions goes well. They beat Richmond Foster, and Franklin takes down Hearn. I like Yoakam and a squeaker over Bernie. Give me Groveton very close with a win over Lovelady. And Bernie Champion beats San Antonio Stevens. I'm taking LaPriar to beat Catula. Give me Laredo Alexander to beat Alice. And I'm going to go with Wichita Falls-Hershey very close over Graham. Iowa Park edges Holiday. And in our six-man games of the week, I'm going with both defending state champs. Give me Borden County to beat Union Hill. And Strawn beats McLean. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks for watching. Happy Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There they are. My high school football picks for week one, 2018 Texas high school football season. And once again, boy, I don't even know if I feel comfortable doing this, but um, I, you know, yeah. Come on, Greg, you can do it. I will once again make the guarantee I got at least one of those right. You're lucky, huh? I got at least one of those right. I am I am feeling good about that, about that I got at least one of those right.
2: I mean, self-confidence, man.
0: At at least one. I'm telling you. I right. I, I, I got to believe in myself. Sure. I got to believe in myself. I did not go 0 for 28 or whatever it would have been. <laughs> so... Uh, there you go my high school football picks if you miss them you can see them on texasfootball.com right now we are Texas Football Today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State you can follow us on Twitter at DCTF like us on Facebook facebook facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's follow us on Instagram instagram instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at texasfootball.com texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football college football and recruiting all across the Lone Star State oh god it is with great pleasure (sighs) That I welcome back America's favorite segment Ladies and gentlemen The return Of free money Free money Free money Free bucky. My college football picks against the spread And this year With two Two Exciting new pickers First and foremost, allow me to introduce you to editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball, my co-host, our West African prince, Ishmael Johnson.
2: Hello. Thank you for the applause. And Max, too much.
0: And a new addition to the Dave Campbell's Texas Football oh, staff. Geez. Perhaps the smartest football mind we've ever hired. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you The Coin. That's right. <laughs> For every game, we're also just going to flip a coin and see and see if
2: we are any better than literally chance. We have a mint mint condition 2018 penny. Wow, uh, wow, uh, you're looking great, coin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this show continue, see how this goes. <laughs> This show somehow finds a way to get stupid. We, we were gonna pick so a, we
2: we're going to try to find a quarter, but I think having a penny and just making that. The coin. Well, well, might I mean, I mean,
0: yeah. I think we're going to keep the coin like right here. Right. And and, I think and that's just and more it'll just our style. Be the coin. So. so, so far in 2018, I'm one to zero. Ish is one zero, and um, the coin is winless and undefeated. Ha. So, we will see what happens in this the first full week of college <laughs> football. Max Thompson, take it away. Uh,
1: uh, I want to start by just pointing out that. Uh, I definitely did not put any of your stats from last year up.
0: Oh, that's too bad because I was sixty nine, fifty eight, and four last year. Yeah, who's well, counting? Though
1: I'm not doing that. I'm not giving the you. Sky. I'm not giving you. I've had the, a word uh, document for entire off season. I'm not giving you the satisfaction. <laughs> that's fine. I'm sorry, it's not happening until
0: I'm under five hundred. You're not putting stats up. <laughs>
1: that's fine. Yeah. As soon as you go under five hundred, baby, they're going to be in bold letters at the top, be like
0: on this screen.
1: Yep, pretty much. Pretty All right. Pretty much. So,
0: what's our first game, Max?
1: Thursday night tonight seven thirty. Northwestern State saunters into Kyle Field, swinging their shoulders, acting like they're going to win it all. There's no line on this game. This is a pointless exercise. They will not.
0: <laughs> Northwestern State and Texas A&M tonight. It's uh. This is a question. This is a, a game to answer a lot of questions. Uh, what does A&M look like under Jimbo Fisher? How does the offensive line perform? I'm actually interested in that. Um, how does Kellen Mond look? How how much does he play? Because I, I, we get the feeling and from what we've heard is that both he and Nick Starkle are going to play in this game. Uh, does the secondary have an identity? Like, what do they look like in the secondary? They're going up against. By the way, it looks like the starting quarterback for Northwestern State will be. Former te- Texas high school football legend, Shelton Epler. Yeah, baby. Formerly of Navasota. Let's go Rattlers. Um, so he's going to be taking the, uh look, there's there's no reason that Texas A&M shouldn't be able to name their score tonight. Right. Uh, I think Texas A&M wins. I think Jimbo Fisher moves to undefeated. I was having this conversation with Shehan last night. Um, would Northwestern State beating Texas A&M, all things considered, would that be the worst loss in college football history? <laughs> Like, it's a nope. Thursday night affair, national television, Jimbo Fisher. Like, it, it really would be, that'd be I'd, fun. It'd be, it'd I'm be, sorry. It would be. It would be. It would be. Sorry, to A&M fans. that'd be kind of fun. It would be crazy. It would be absolutely insane. And actually, I'll tell you, coaches have not fared well in debuts lately. Remember, Matt Rule lost his debut as well. Uh, Tom so Herman lost his debut. Tom Herman lost his debut. North Texas a And M will win by a considerable <laughs> margin. This game, witness. I'm
2: going to go Texas a And M. Ish, what do you think? Come on. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to Texas A&M as well. All right. As much as I'm, I, I'm team chaos, and yeah. i absolutely team chaos, A&M wins this game. All grandally. right. Um, we're not going to flip the coin
0: for that because it's not fair to the coin. Yeah, it's, we're, so, trying to, we're trying to help out the coin. Yeah, we're trying to help out the coin. So we, we, he, will, he will not have to, to go there. Max, what's the next game?
1: Southern, the Jags coming into Fort Worth, 11 a.m. Saturday. There is also no line on this game because it's pointless. Yes.
0: Uh, really, look, Southern's not very good. Um, Texas, this is just our first look at Sean Robinson. I mm-hmm. think that's the whole story of this game. His first look at Sean Robinson, how does he look, how does the offense look. I will say this honestly. Um, I think a could beat Northwestern State something like 49-28, right, where it's not like dominant, and I would still be like, okay, fine. Like, it's okay. Right. If TCU doesn't, Throttle Southern. I'm going to have some concerns. Mm -hmm. Like if they don't, if they don't really look the part of a Big Twelve contender. We we
2: expect Gary Patterson to put up a great defense again, Mm -hmm. so they should be shutting down Southern's offense. We expect Sean Robinson to be able to flex his talents a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know, even if it is his, uh, I get not first start, but first, first, first as as the the starter, right? As the guy, you know, he should be able to show out a little bit. So it should be a. More more lopsided win than probably AML. I agree. At State. I'll
0: take TCU, you taking
1: TCU. Yeah. All
2: right,
0: the
1: coin gets a pass on this one. Next, what's the next game? That's exciting. That's exciting, guys. Those are exciting picks. This is the greatest segment ever. Finally, we brought them over to, the, to our side. Wow, segment. I know. That's great. <laughs> Saturday at 11 a.m. The number 23 Texas Longhorns, because they deserve that. <laughs> Traveling to FedEx Field to take on the Maryland Terrapins. The Horns, 13.5 point favorites. Okay.
0: All right. Um, so Maryland, remember, ruined the Tom Herman party last year spectacularly. Spectacularly. And if you're a fan of Team Chaos, that was that, that was, was pure Team chaos. Was chaos. Oh boy, was it ever! Both of those quarterbacks who who flexed on him last year are back. Tyrell Pilgrim and um, and Cassim Hill are both back from injury. Uh, the defense should be pretty strong for Maryland, especially in the secondary, but it is a question in the front seven. Um, Texas. Here's here's where I'm at on it. Texas is more talented than Maryland. Maryland is also going through. Have we determined if, if DJ Durkin is going to coach this game? Oh, I'd be stunned. So it doesn't look like yeah. they're going to have their head coach, uh, DJ Durkin. That's going to weigh on them a little bit. I I but I will tell I will say this that I don't know if I trust the offensive line of Texas to take advantage of what should be a vulnerable te- uh, Maryland front seven. Right. And furthermore. Last year, remember the defense got shredded on the ground. I think Texas wins this game. I want to be very clear about this, but I think thirteen and a half is asking a little bit much. I'm going to take Maryland in the points here. Um, I think Maryland. I'm, I'm going with Maryland in the points. Um, I think that they're I think they able to keep this thing at about a 10-point game. Again, I think Texas wins this game, but there's a couple of matchups here that concern me for Texas. I'm going to take Maryland in the points. Uh,
2: I think Texas covers okay. uh, because he got a full year under Todd Orlando now. We mm-hmm. uh, saw last year what happened with just the opening with that defense. I think Texas is a lot more confident. This offseason has been a very good offseason for them. Mm-hmm. You cannot say the same for Maryland. I think there's a lot more weighing on their mind right now. I think they cover, I, I think Texas covers. Let's go to the coin. All right. The coin. Wow. It'll be head for head for, head for head for home, this tails, tails for tails for Oh, oh my there God. it goes. It flew
0: out the oh, flew out the <laughs> It's head. The heads they're going with Maryland. All right. The coin takes Maryland. This is going to be brilliant. All right. right. Max, what's next?
1: Cuz this segment needed to last longer. Why you would why you would trust Texas at this point? Texas is a team that you don't trust until they give you a reason to trust them. That's all I'm going to say. Oh man. Sorry. All right. Now, To really give Ishmael a boost. Your Texas State Bobcats. Oh, boy. Heading to Piscataway. 11 a.m. Saturday. Your Texas State Bobcats. (laughs) 16 and a half point dogs. So,
0: Rutgers is going to play a true freshman quarterback in this game. Yeah. A true freshman quarterback. I will say this about Rutgers. I think their defense could be really good this year. Sure. It looks like their defense could be really good. I think Coach Chris Ash there. Third year under Chris Ash? Yeah, third year. I think that, And he's had, a, he's had a, good year every, a good defense every single year. But their offense cannot pass the ball, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a lot of this running back Raheem Blackshear. That's going to be the name of the game. I think there's a fair shot for Texas State to go on the road and cover here. I think that they got a really. Good, I don't think they're going to win. I want to be very clear. I don't think they're going to beat Rutgers, but I think there's a decent chance they, they lose by 14. I'm going to go with the Bob's. I like the Bobcats. I think that the I think that the they they feel good about their quarterback and Willie Jones. Um, the youth movement is fully underway, but I feel like it's a lot of excitable young talent there. I'm going to go with the Texas State Bobcats to uh, to beat the
2: spread. What do you think? I'm going the same thing. Uh, right. I really, I've been circling this game for about a year now um, oh, yeah. because Rutgers hasn't been, imp- their defense has always been solid, but they haven't been necessarily impressive since they moved to the Big Ten. Um, Chris Ash is still looking to establish his footprint there. Third year under Everett Withers at Texas State. His recruits are starting to come in. Again, don't think they win, but I think 16.5 is a bit much. I think Texas State... I think, I think State
0: you're beat. right. I think it's two-touchdown game. I don't think it's a uh, three-possession game. And yeah. finally, let's go to the coin. The coin says, it's, it's unanimous. Oh. It, everyone is taking <laughs> Texas State. Let's We're all this. taking Texas State to, to, to beat that Such spread. Such a
1: bad idea. How bad do you have to be to be a 16-and-a-half-point dog to college football's softest punching bag?
2: Max Thompson. I'm
1: just saying. Max, what's next?
2: <laughs> Ole Miss... Texas Tech,
1: meeting up in Houston, 11 a.m. Saturday. Tech, a two-and-a-half point favorite, which means Vegas is shrugging.
0: Yeah, this is, this is this, I mean, basically what they're saying, this is kind of de facto home field advantage, right? Two-and-a-half points. Um, this game is in Houston. Um, Texas Tech is, is traveling down there. I'll tell you about Ole Miss. Ole Miss could be a really, really good passing team. Uh, Jordan Teamo, they've got three stud receivers, A.J. Brown, DeMarcus Lodge, of course, of Cedar Hill, uh, and D.K. Metcalf. Uh, But the defense was bad last year, and it could be worse. And this is also a very thin team. That's kind of what makes me think, and especially, you know, for all the things we say about Tech, and one of the things, this is kind of strength on strength and weakness on weakness here. We don't know a ton about the Texas Tech offense. We're going to find out a lot more. They tend to, under Cliff Kingsbury, though, Start pretty fast. Yeah. remember they started fast. They beat Houston last year. I think this is a similar situation. I think they go to Houston. I think they beat Ole Miss. I think they cover the spread. I'm taking Tech to win by. I'm taking Tech minus two and a half. This,
2: this is just. This is, this is very interesting because I'm doing the same thing. Um, because, like you mentioned, Cliff Kingsbury, the one thing he always does is he starts strong. Mm-hmm. And Tech's offense, even though we're still looking at quarterback, a little confused. I don't know if Ole Miss after last year. I don't know. If, uh, they're they're due for a downturn, mm-hmm. I think they're due for kind of a downward trajectory. Mm-hmm. I'm not really excited about Ole Miss at all. It's at Tech. Well, kind of or It's kind in Houston. It's in, it's it's at it's, there will be there will be the the, I, I, there they will be
0: more that. Tech fans than there will be Ole Miss fans, right?
2: Um, I just yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah The coin says
0: tails, which is Texas team. So that is uh, Tech. It's unanimous. Max, what's next? So
1: or do you want? That's, the, that's such a bad idea. This is this has got trouble with a capital T written over all all over it. Ole Miss still got dudes. Does they it, haven't hit, they haven't hit that wall yet. Does That's it have awesome. does it
0: have uh trouble with a capital double T? Maybe. What's next, Max? Maybe.
1: Meanwhile, across town, eleven AM Saturday, the Bayou bucket. Mm-hmm. Houston is a 26-point favorite over Rice. Uh, I believe Bill Connolly of PAPN said that uh, line jumped immediately following Rice scraping by Prairie View A&M. No surprise there. So this is the debut of Kendall Bryle's offensive coordinator
0: for Houston. Um, Besides De'Ara King... It's almost entirely new faces there. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of Mulbekar, the running back. It's going to be a lot of. They need a receiver. I think they said that there's only they only have two receivers who had at least seven catches that are back, and one of them is Courtney Lark. They need a receiver to step up. Here's the thing, though. Okay, let's take let's let's just put a giant question mark on the Houston offense, sure. right? Remove your King. Okay, put a huge question mark on the on on the Texas off or the Houston offense. I don't think Rice is going to score in this game unless it's on like a, like a special teams play or a busted coverage or a trick play mm-hmm. because Ed Oliver is going, I mean, if you saw the offensive line that Rice, what Rice put up against Prairie View yesterday, last week, it was not super inspiring. Right. And now Ed Oliver is
2: coming to town. I was about to say, what, is, what was the one thing they were able to do against Prairie View? Run the ball.
0: What probably can't they do against Ed Oliver? Run the ball. <laughs> I like Houston to cover this. I think they're going to cover the twenty-six. What's next? Hey, slow down!
2: I'm used to it only being my segment. Yes. Well, well, wait, not anymore. Well, here's the thing: like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to add to that because I don't think not only I don't think Rice can score, I don't think they can stop. Regardless, if there is a huge question mark, yeah, Prairie View went through the air on that team in the secondary. It's not impressive. Houston, same. Um, it's it's unanimous. The coin is going to take Houston. The coin's as well. smart too. The coin the coin knows us up.
0: I'm man. I'm starting. To, I'm starting. To, this is inanimate carbon rod. Max, what's next?
1: Now for a really intriguing game. Actually, intriguing. Six thirty p.m. Saturday. SMU going up to Apogee, taking on North Texas and your mean green. CUSA's finest. Mm-hmm. Four and a half point favorites. So. It's the, first, it's the first look at Sonny Dykes, head
0: coach at SMU. Uh, it's first look at both defenses, which I think are the, is the most important thing in this game. Definitely. Both these defenses are really kind of question marks. Um, but I will say that in this game right now, week one, I have a lot more questions about SMU than I do North Texas. That's I have right. a lot more questions like, who's going to catch the ball? Um, are they going to be able to run the ball? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to keep Ben Hicks clean? Has Ben Hicks cleaned up his, his act right. with the interceptions? Things like that. Uh, I think that right now, you look at North Texas. I think I think they cover, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won by double digits. I really like what North Texas brings back. At home, in front of what should be a pretty raucous crowd, I'm going with North Texas to cover the four and a half. What's next? Oh, I'm sorry. God, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am
1: about to kick you out of your own segment permanently,
0: Ish. sir.
1: Ish. Order in this court.
2: Ish, you go. I actually think SMU covers. Whoa! Uh, because... Only because we saw what happened last year, first game of the season. There's a lot of hype riding on North Texas. There is. That's true. There's a lot of hype, and I don't think there's going to be that big of an adjustment to Sonny Dykes as we think there is. Okay. I think Ben Hicks is as uh, Sunny Dykes is a natural fit for Ben Hicks as uh, as close as to Chad Morris. I think he's. As he's I no, against. I agree. I thought it was a great hire. So right. we'll go with the coin as the tone. Yep. And there it goes. Sure you will. It, it's, it gave it, up. It, it went tired. with yeah. I
0: know. It went with tails, which is the. Uh, away team, so SMU is the pick there for uh, the coin. What's next, Max?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let me cut away strategically while you dive across the floor for your stupid penny. (laughs) Northern Arizona, heading to the Sun Bowl. Take on UTEP, 6.30pm Saturday. There is no line in this game. And thank God, because we may not like the way it looks. <laughs>
0: Guys, I've, I'm going to be honest. Northern Arizona is a pretty good a pretty FCS program. Team. Yeah, This is a de facto 27th-ranked team in the FCS. Uh, they got a pretty good quarterback in Case Cookus. It sounds like we're going to see both Kyle Oxley and Ryan Metz play quarterback. Um, we don't really know what to expect from this defense. Uh, Kahani Smith uh, at, the dis- at the defensive back spot. Depth is going to be a problem all year long for UTEP. Um, Dana Dimmel at home, look. I'm just saying they better win this game, so I'm going to vote more with my heart than my head. I'm going to go with uh, UTEP in this one.
2: I think I'm going to go with UTEP as well. Okay. Uh, you always love the feel-good start to the, to the new era of your football program when you make a new head coaching hire. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this gets done. <laughs> Coin
1: takes UTEP as well. What's next, Max? I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Abilene Christian coming to Waco, taking on Baylor 7 p.m. Saturday. Also no line in this one. No line. Uh, can Baylor
0: get their first home win under Matt Rule? That is a Ooh, thing that is yeah. on the on the line here. Yeah. Remember, we thought... Here's the thing. This is a not a great Abilene Christian team. It's still that team kind of going through the process of transitioning to FCS. Um, and Baylor should romp, but we also said that last year with Liberty. And so now I think that Baylor is... Very, very different than what they were at this time last year. So I expect Baylor to win. I think they'll, I think they'll get that first home win. Uh, they might tear down the goalposts at McLean Stadium. Uh, I'm going to go with Baylor. What do you think, Ish?
2: I'm going with Baylor as well. Uh, all the question marks we have at quarterback, you know, with Charlie Brewer, Jalen McClendon. Apparently, that's a real battle. Mm-hmm. I think they'll both play, obviously. But, I mean, it should be an easy win, and Mavril should be, like you said, dousing the Gatorade. The coin will take Baylor as well. And, Max, finally.
1: Finally, we close things out. The mighty Roadrunners traveling to Tempe to take on Arizona State. 9.30 p.m. Saturday. UTSA, 18.5 point dogs. That's harsh. That seems like a little overcooking it, Right. I think so. I think so too. I get that they're replacing everyone, but geez.
0: But basically, you're saying that a team coached. I mean, take players out of it. <laughs> take players <laughs> I don't out know of where it. this is going. You're saying that a team coached by Herm Edwards is 18.5 points better than a team coached by Frank Wilson? I don't buy it. Yeah. Now, there's other reasons. Look, now, Arizona State has a great quarterback in Manny Wilkins, an excellent receiver court. Heel Harry is really, really good for them, but they will not be able to run the ball, and the defense should be average at best. UTSA has some weapons to take advantage of this. They've named the quarterback Cordell Grundy uh, as as the quarterback. Uh, they, they believe in him. I think they're going to lean a lot on Jalen Rhodes. Um, remember, UTSA has been known to go on the road and scare teams, especially early in the season. Um, they've been known to scare them at home too. But mm-hmm. you know, I think I think UTSA. I think again, I think Arizona State wins this game, but I think UTSA scares them. I think they I think they make them uh, make them, uh, uh clench a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to say. Uh, that they uh, beat that 18.5 point spread. I
2: think they do as well. I'm not as confident, though, because I'm, I have a lot of question marks about that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not as many about their defense because they have talent there. It, UT, the theme of UTSA this year is they're probably more talented, just nowhere near as experienced as yes. they've been. And so it might be... These might be guys that in two years you could see making some pulling these games out, but yeah. Uh,
0: the coin agrees with us. It's going with UTSA as well. Okay. So the coin goes with that. So... Uh, those are our free money picks. Um, let's see. We are both taking uh, Texas A&M. We're both taking TCU. Uh, you're taking Texas. I'm taking both me and the coin are taking Maryland. We're all taking Texas State uh, to beat the spread against Rutgers. We're both. We're all taking Tech uh, to beat uh, the two and a half point spread against Ole Miss. We're all taking Houston to beat the twenty six uh, to cover the twenty six points against Rice. Uh, I'm taking North Texas to cover four and a half. You're taking SMU to and, and the coin as well plus four and a half. We're all taking UTEP. We're all taking Baylor, and we're all taking UTSA. That's free money, and that's going to do it for us. Thank you. For whoa,
1: spending whoa, 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 whoa! You're just running this show by yourself now. Apparently, we have a segment called Final Thoughts, sir, sir. Now we go to America. We're going to Max Thompson for America's second My segment. My goodness! I'm just very
0: excited about. You're football.
1: like a tiny king. He's you just think he's you snap your fingers and you can have whatever you want. He gets I'm, an Emmy, and he's. All I, of don't a sudden, think, I don't think.
0: I don't think I'm tiny. <sighs> We go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite. Second First
1: off, class. I need to apologize out of the gate to Alicia Hogue, devoted uh, Rutgers fan and oh. friend of the program. I'll, I'm, I'm probably permanently off her baking list for bagging on Rutgers this much. Yeah, but can. I am picking them to win by a lot. Yeah. I
0: you,
1: mean, yeah. If I'm if I can throw a little defense of myself out there, she also said, <laughs> "Who's the new guy?" So now we have Tepper, the other guy, and the, the new, new guy. guy. Hey, I'm the new which guy. Which is so. On brand for everyone here, including you, Emmy Award-winning Greg Tepper. Why don't you just as continue long, with your As plan? long as everyone knows your name. Am I right? Am just, I right, guys? Why don't, you just, like, why don't you just continue? Uh, our good friend Tony Blalock uh, has a good PSA today. He wanted to remind people that uh, a lot of the larger school district stadiums are now instituting the clear bag policy. Mm. So do not be surprised. If you show up uh, and they don't want you bringing that bag in, that's uh, that's going to become a widespread thing, especially at the bigger schools.
0: Also, don't be surprised if they make you walk through a metal detector. That's becoming yeah, more and more that's becoming uh, common, more too.
1: Popular. So, uh, you know, be prepared. Show up earlier. The whole deal, just like any other sporting event, I suppose, is the way to look at that, which is both sad and oh well. And look... Huge crowd today. All the usual suspects. Love them all. Excited uh, that we're going to do this today. Uh, the season's kicking off, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys out uh, out and about soon.
0: We're hopefully going to have a show tomorrow.
1: Um, we're going to have a show. Okay. It, it'll just look a little weird. It'll be weird. a weird
0: show. I'll be on the phone. so uh, <laughs> We're
1: going to do the, uh, the usual Friday mailbag, but it'll basically just be me and Ish here in the studio. I can't leave this chair now because that's how we've set this up. So Ish is going to be sitting at that table praying that he doesn't have to say that much as a host which Mm -hmm. I get it I've been there Uh, and then I I think we're going to try and get you on the horn Yep, and go through as many questions as we can and uh, that's what we get for uh, hiring a superstar like you who needs to be in multiple places all the time
0: that's going to do it for us thank you for spending part of your day with us thank you to Max thank you to Ish and thank you follow us on Twitter at DCTF like us on Facebook facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's follow us on Instagram instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at TexasFootball.com Vince Young please meet your player of the year trophy we'll see you tomorrow in Texas football today.